Let me bow our heads just a moment. Our Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who came to this world and was made in the form of sinful flesh to take away our sins and iniquity, to give us this marvelous life and life hereafter. We thank Thee for Him. We thank Thee for all of His uh, servants tonight, ministers across the land as ministering in the name of Him. We thank Thee tonight for our brother Joseph. God, we love him. And now as he goes on the way, may you go with him. God, overshadow him with the Holy Spirit. Let your hands be upon him. Undergird him, Lord. Let him mount up like the eagle. Grant it, Father. And may his heart return to us when he comes back warmed and full of zeal for those people underprivileged in the foreign lands. Do be with him, Father, and give him souls for his hire. We pray this blessing for Jesus' sake. Now bless these here who has made it possible for him to go. God, we pray that you'll be with them and help them, and may they keep the home fires burning until he returns in peace. Grant it, Lord. Bless us together now. Forgive us of our sins and grant to us the outpouring of thy presence in our midst tonight. We ask this in the name of the Lord Jesus, God's beloved Son. Amen. And be seated and come. <clears throat> Trusting to Almighty God tonight that God will rest his blessings upon our being here and be with Brother Joseph as he goes to the other fields to minister in the name of the Lord. And now the compliments that he paid are said about me. You can see what love will do. <laughs> it hides the multitude of sin. <laughs> so... Uh, our brother Petrus, I know him real well, and a very fine brother, that is true. And I was, when he was standing, standing there, a man in the scope of our brother Joseph Bose, to hear him stay there and say those words about myself, an, unhum, an unworthy person in the kingdom of God, it just makes me feel like I just could get down and crawl down along everybody's feet. I just... Uh, I just think, if, well, if, if I would have been, I'd rather hear them words said than the President of the United States to be take his place. I would, to let someone know that they believe that Jesus has saved me and, and loves me and is helping me. For that means life eternal to me. And I, I do appreciate my audiences, the lovely children of God. I just don't know how to express myself. I'm a very poor hand at that, to try to express my feelings. The little letters, Billy, come after me a while ago, and on the road over, usually he doesn't say anything to me, but he said, Daddy, I just want you to look through these letters here as you come over. I read your letters, your gifts and things. God be with you. I appreciate them, every one. And or I just hope I can live a long time to live with you and minister here on earth. And then in glory be with every one of you through ceaseless ages. How did I long to do that? Now, this afternoon in speaking to you, I guess I, I need to ask you to pray for me for such... I don't mean to be harsh when I preach real hard, but speaking and calling those bathers this afternoon nudist camps, maybe I'd better apologize for that. 
uh, uh, maybe I said that a little too harsh, and maybe God wouldn't be pleased with it. But uh, I do apologize for calling those bathers over there a nudist camp because they did have on some clothes. And I'm, I'm sorry that I said that that way. And uh, I just get all stirred up sometime. And I, if I just keep still, God will take care of that. Uh, just let me pray for the sick children. He, it's not me to do that. And every time I get all riled up under things like that, I just look like I just... These are the things I can preach about, the kingdom of God and so forth. And I told the Lord tonight in prayer, I said, and I get back over to the church, I'm going to apologize for saying that because I had no business saying it. And, but uh, I keep preaching the blood of Jesus Christ. That's, that's enough. See that? You follow that and you'll be... The thing of it is, I have no way of judging those people. I don't know what's in their heart. God does. But here, I love you all. You know that. But here's what it is, friend. I'm so opposed of it. And I don't say that you do such things. And I don't want you to think that I'm meaning you. But I, I want to wave that warning before you all the time that if ever a desire comes up to do such, keep away from it. That, that's the main thing. It's just forewarning you before you do it. Don't do it, see. And um, that's the way. But really, that's ministers like Brother Joseph and these other ministers to do that. I was sent on kind of a spare tire as a preacher anyhow, so I was sent to pray for God's sick children. So that's what I want to do if I can. And that's what he anointed me and sent me out to do, to pray for his children. I'm so happy to get to do that. At home, I wish I could even minister at home, but I can't. Uh, it's just so many, I, and especially at this time, the wife and her condition, we she's had to go through a whole lot, my wife has. She stood between me and the public. That's millions, see. And so at 36 years old the other day, she's almost completely snow white-headed and just come on because of weary and up and down and so forth. God grant her a home in glory when she comes there. And he will. He will. I'm satisfied of that. And so uh, I just thank God for a good wife. And um, so I... I've got so much to be thankful for. I got two lovely little girls at home. I'm so happy for those little girls. I got a young man, boy, Billy, sitting around here somewhere. I'm so thankful for Billy. He's just in the adolescent age and a lot of all fancy, you know, things around kids. He's still a boy. He'll come out of that after a while. I know God's with him. I've seen him. Know that the gift of God rests upon the boy. That's right. If he'd only surrender himself to God, he would be standing on one end with a line of discernment, me on the other end. That's right, because it passes right by him. When we're moving along together on the road, he'll tell me, Daddy, there's that feeling again. Now we're going to pass a certain thing just in a few minutes. It'll be a certain way. It's that way, see. And um, so uh, I got a little girl at home the same way. <laughs> she had her first vision about two or three months ago. She was sitting in the schoolroom. And there Jesus appeared to her in the form of a cloud, just a little seven-year-old girl, and had his arms reached out to her. won't be long. She'll be out also, I believe. And all I got so much to be thankful for, so much. And knowing that the best part is just beyond the veil, you know, see, just down her. When I can meet with all of you and through ceaseless ages, just as they roll on. Now, last evening, two evenings ago, Brother Tom's, has he spoke here to church? Brother Tom spoke here from South Africa. Very fine. One of my brother converts to the healing in Africa, which is sending out missionaries. Did he show the films here, did he, Brother Joseph? 
Many of you seen those films, I guess. Now that's a true picture of South Africa. See those poor people there? What a, oh my, that just bleeds my heart to see them throwing blood, goat's blood on an idol and knowing that it's an insult to the blood of our blessed Savior. And the only thing they have to have is somebody to come tell them. You'll never be able to tell them through a, a pamphlet or I think a track or pamphlet is a wonderful missionary, but them kind of people, they have lots of psychology. So, and it's been bedded into them through years and years and years and years. But what it takes for them is a moving of the supernatural to stand out there and prove things. That's what does uh, the great work of the Lord. See, they believe when they, they've got to see to believe, see. they got to see something happen. And the ministry is so forceful there. And I'm just praying that God will just anoint Brother Joseph over there till he just be marvelous. The great signs and wonders will accompany my brother and may win thousands of souls to the Lord Jesus in this tour while he's gone. Well, God bless you all. I don't want to take too much of your time now. I'll speak to you a few moments till we catch the anointing of the Spirit. And just as soon as it catches, well, then I'll, I'll stop in the service and start praying for the sick. Thank you, and God bless you. Now, we wish to turn into the Scriptures just for a few moments of meditations on the, the Bible. I love the Word. Oh, I just wish I could express it. You know where I preach my best sermons? <laughs> in my prayer room at home or somewhere, or in the bed. I lay at nighttime and get anointed with the Holy Spirit. I preach a half a night to myself. And oh, if I could just do it like that in the pulpit. But I get too quick, too fast in the pulpit. I run ahead of myself. I guess that's cause of being nervous and kind of lose my thought. <laughs> but, excuse me, being too close to that. It's got a good voice. I, so, I... When you're, don't you like to get alone with the Lord? My, my, just be alone. There's sometimes, we used to sing a little song. There, sometimes I like to be all alone with Christ my Lord. You ever hear it? I can tell him all my troubles all alone. And that's why he wants to get you alone to himself. Your prayers, not so much as when you're all maybe coming, you know, for instance, being well out in the public when you're praying, like in church or around the altar, get alone. You'll pray a different prayer when you're by yourself than you do when you're in the public. Slip along all of you. Go out and just have a real secret meeting place where you and the Lord meet several times a day and pray. I was looking around over the audience here tonight. I just see who I could recognize. I see my good friend Brother Peterson there from from uh, out of the state, attorney, Minneapolis, Minnesota. God bless you, Brother Peterson. Glad to see you in. And I seen Brother Skaggs just a few moments ago when I was coming through the door. Of course, Leo and Jean here. Here he is sitting down here and seeing the boys here. And this old Brother Ryan, I've been looking for him all day. Uh, Ryan heard the fellow holler, well, glory over there a few moments ago. I looked over and said, that wasn't Brother Ryan. So then we just thank and praise the Lord for his goodness, don't we, for all his... I just hear that Brother Ryan has gone to be with the Lord. Well, my mom, that's the sadness of my heart. Well, God, rest his soul. Will you just bow with me a little bit?
Brother Argon, go over to the organ, will you, just a moment? Would you do me a favor? Do you know that song, I walk one day along a country road, there a stranger journey to? You've heard it, haven't you? Just slowly on that, as one of his favorite songs. Many years ago, I was in Louisville one day, sitting in a meeting, an old gray-headed man raised up, come over and laid his hands upon me, not knowing me, began to speak in tongues. I guess it's been close to 20 years ago. It's strange to me, I never heard such. He said, you're just a boy now, but someday God is going to use you. That was Brother Ryan. I visited him in his little humble home in Dwarjack, Michigan later. His dear beloved wife, what a devoted woman. Brother Ryan was a man that as soon as he heard that the Lord was calling him anywhere, he took off. No matter what the conditions was, and I met his wife. I went out to fish one day out on the lake. Come back, said John has gone down somewhere in Indiana. I said, I knew they were poor. They just lived with what the people had given. Brother John Ryan's a converted Catholic. Used to be a writer in great Ringland Brothers, Barn and Bailey Circus. He rolled that famous garland. He was a movie star. You wouldn't know that, but he was. That's why his beard was in disguise. Handsome, fine-looking man. And he wore a long beard to disguise himself. He was a movie star. No one knows that. I did. He didn't tell it to people. And he rode the famous garland in his young days. I said, Mrs. Ryan, did Brother Ryan leave you some money, sister? He said, no. I said, when will he be back? She said, I don't know. She said, I said, doesn't that kind of get next to you? I was a young Baptist minister. I said, don't I get next to you? She said, oh, no. John's a man of God. Where God leads him, God will take care of me. Such a faithful woman. Just a few weeks ago, in his arms, she went to meet the Lord. She found such a greater place over there. She probably called John with her. And tonight, I trust to God that they're together in the arms of our Lord Jesus. He's gone from our presence now, but his, his memories will linger in my heart for the times to come. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, as this sad news, no wonder my heart was stirred today looking around here for Brother Ryan. You just passed beyond the veil. Perhaps you didn't want me to know it then. I thank you for his life. We'll miss him, Father, but thou knowest what's best. He sat in this church. He preached to these people. God rest his gallant soul in peace. Thanking you for all you've done for him. I pray tonight... The reunion of him and his beloved wife. It is to be together tonight. 
Keep them safely, Father, until the day that they return again with the Lord Jesus. May the gospel that he's preached always linger in the hearts of the people. And may they obey and love the Christ that he so gallantly stood for until we all meet at that place where there's no parting. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we ask these blessings. Amen. God rest the soul of my gallant brother in peace. Just another great hero of the battle has gone on. Well, minister brothers, that means that we buckle up the armor a little tighter. That's right, Thomas. Just a little more work to do now. One of them's gone. Must I be carried home to heaven? On a flower bed of ease, while others fought to win the prize and sail through bloody seas. Oh, I must fight if I must reign. Increase my courage, Lord, and support me by thy holy word. Now, in the book of Jude, the third verse, and we read for a little portion tonight of God's eternal word. I love the word, don't you? They are the words of life, God's blessed life. We love them because they speak peace. They come from the Bible, the only book that tells me who I am, where I come from, and where I'm going. The only book in existence that tells us that. And it's the only book that's written of all the fine literature there is in the world. This is the only book that is positive the truth. No matter how much others... There'll be little things as flaws and failures and everything, but this can never fail. Heavens and earth will pass away, but my word shall never fail. God's truth. Now, Jude writing about 30 years after a Pentecost to the church. This letter is addressed exactly to the church. Beloved. I like that word, don't you? Yeah. Beloved. Uh, his heart goes for the church. Beloved, I give all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation. It was needful for me to write unto you and to exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. Now may God bless his word. Now, just for a little setting of the meeting. I want it to be based solemnly upon the Scripture, for I, too, along with you, have got to go the trail that our brother Ryan has just taken. Therefore, leaving behind me, I want everything that I say to be based upon the Word of God. And do you realize tonight what a responsibility it is to a Christian minister who stands before an audience? When each soul is valued at the value of 10,000 worlds, and what would one misinterpreted word do in the kingdom of God if we had misinterpreted it in one way? So I reverently approach this subject, being it is such a vital thing for the day. And now, Jude speaking after 33 years, just think of how... What we need today, I believe, first is some good old-fashioned persecution to run us together. We find out that when the church is really persecuted, 
I believe that God is permitting communism to hit the land. I believe I can sensibly prove that by the Bible. That God promised that up into those isms, at communism years ago, when they first got out that NRA, uh, you remember that, and when Mussolini had first come in power, one morning by a vision, now it's written on old paper laying at the house today, dated way back in 1933, 32 or 33. Going to Sunday school one morning, I was caught away in a vision, and I said, now, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, I said, now, there's going to be three great isms, which is now in existence. One of them is in Rome, which is, is uh, uh, fascism. And one of them is in Germany, which is Nazi, is Nazism. And the other one is in Russia, which is communism. I said, those three great isms is the unclean spirits that went out of the mouth uh, of the false prophet and the dragons and so forth that will unite themselves together speaking things that they should not and they'll all beat at one another until they'll finally wind up in one ism and I predict that that will be communism and communism will burn the Vatican City and I said just before the end time comes I remember I still say this before the end time comes, wrote 23 years ago, before the end time comes, there will be a woman that will be a great ruler in this nation. She'll either be president or something on that order, some great woman. And at that time, automobiles, just before the coming of the Lord, will be in the shape of an egg. I remember that. Keep it in mind. And that was in 19... 132 or something like that and look how they're shaping down every year right to it we are near the end time we are and great persecution will tear down all the differences and run us together as one person we're, no man no man will ever be able to do it that's too big a, man, a job for a man that God himself will do that we'll be one someday amen and, oh my I'll be so happy for that won't you it's all over. Now, there's been a scattering out of the people here. After 33 years, you'd think of the great day of Pentecost. And I want to say something here, just a little uh, call, just a little word. We miscall the word Pentecost. I never did care for it, see, of the word Pentecost. We are not Pentecostal people. Never. The Pentecostal peoples was the blasphemers. Sure, they was one up there at Pentecost. They was one up there in the Pentecostal worship, not the church. We're the church of the firstborn. We're the ones that's in the kingdom of God. It was the Pentecostal worshipers that was making fun of those people full of the Holy Ghost. It wasn't the Pentecostal people that that was uh, the Pentecostal people was the Jews up there worshiping at Pentecost. And this was a new deal God gave to the church. So we're not Pentecostal. <laughs> this is something new. They just, Move that name on there. See, all right. But the blessings of the Lord that come upon the church, and they went forth those apostles and those great powers that they exercised the great revival. It wouldn't look possible that that would ever cease. Neither did we think one day when Moses crossed the Red Sea with the children of Israel, God raining manna down out of heaven, would it ever be possible that they'd forget those great miracles? But it wasn't but just. 
not over 30 or 40 days till it's forgotten all of it was murmuring against God. See how quickly people forget the first thing. Now, Jude was trying to tell them. Now he said, you must, I, beloved, I wrote, give all diligence to write unto you that, that you should earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Now, every one of us in here, perhaps we're Methodist, Baptist, Presbyterian, Catholic, and all different denominational churches. To me, that doesn't mean nothing. I believe that you're a Christian in your heart by being born again. Now, if you're born again, you're a child of God. And now, notice this. Every one of us would like to say that that was our church. Our church is the church that contends for the faith. If I go to a Catholic tonight, he'd say, certainly, we're the mother church. We're the one who has the faith that was once delivered to the saints. If I go to the Baptist church, the church that I was ordained in, they'd say, sure, we are the fundamental teachers. We have absolutely the apostolic faith. And if I go to the Methodist, my mother's church, I'd say, certainly, we are the apostolic church. We have the faith that was once delivered to the saints. I go to church after church, and each one would want to say that was their church. But now, Jude told us to contend for the faith, the faith, not a faith, the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Now, there's only one sensible way to do that, isn't it, friends? Let's go right back and find out what kind of a faith they had, and then when we find what kind of faith they had, then earnestly contend for that. Now, as a Baptist, I'm going to lay mine. And if whatever you are, lay yours down and let's look at what the Bible says. Then we can get it. Now, we couldn't go to the Old Testament because it wasn't called saints in the Old Testament. They were saints in the New Testament. Therefore, we'd have to begin from the New Testament. Well, then the New Testament was based upon Christianity, which come from Christ. And Christ was the first ministrator of the faith that we should contend for because it was the faith that he introduced to the world. Christ born, virgin born, son of God. John was between the law and the, and the dispensation of grace. Luke 16, 16 said the law and prophets were until John. And since then the kingdom of heaven has been preached. And John saw him coming, just an ordinary man. Now let's start right here with John. What did Jesus look like any different in man, in statue, figure, or whatever more? Did he look like or was any different from any other man? As far as we have record in history or the Bible, none of it ever gives one day that Jesus ever attended school. Never says anything about his diploma. Says nothing about his education. Of course, I suppose he had it. Being raised in a poor home, he probably didn't get very much of this world's schooling. He didn't need it. Now, but his wisdom at the age of 12 just confused the teachers of theology. They couldn't understand how this boy, 12 years old, why would just unroll the scriptures there in such a way and prove to them things that they didn't know nothing about. See, they were teaching it from an intellectual standpoint, and Jesus knew it by direct revelation. And may I say this, my brother, sister, with all love in my heart, that the real, true gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is given by spiritual revelation. Only way you can know it. Now look at Cain in the Garden of Eden. Cain, when he come back to Eden, he was just as religious as he could be. 
He brought flowers and so forth and put them on the altar. He brought the fruits of the field and laid them down. He believed in God. He worshiped God. He sacrificed to God. He built a church to God, just as religious as he could be. And Abel rolled him up a rock and made him a church or a worship place. But when Abel come, he, by faith, faith isn't something that's imaginary thing. I want you to get it. Faith is a direct revelation. See, if you only accept Christ as your Savior by an intellectual, you haven't got it yet. You cannot say that Jesus is the Christ until the Holy Spirit has revealed it to you. See, intellectual faith, that, oh, if I could only get that one point right now to go down home in every heart. I'm thankful for this place position right now. See? Oh, if you can only see this, you'll see the greatest thing you've seen in years. Look, not because I'm standing here saying it, but if you can understand how it is that faith is not something mentally perceived, but it is a revelation, a revelation of God by faith, not intellectual, but by his heart. Now, how would Abel ever know to bring a lamb and he was taught by the same father and mother, and Cain was, the only way, the Bible said, it was by faith that he offered a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, showing that he was just. In other words, he was justified in the sight of God, and God gave him a revelation what the plan of salvation was. That was through the shedding of blood, not the offering of building churches and coming with great intellectual faith. And saying, certainly, Cain said, God, I believe in you. Certainly, I'll bow down here. No man facing eternity could ever come falsely when he knows that his eternal destination rested upon him finding favor with God. So the man come up with a true heart before God and said, Lord, I believe in you. And I offer unto thee this beautiful altar, this beautiful church. And I'll bring them my substance, and I'll tie it, and I'll kneel on my knees and raise my hands to worship you, Jehovah. Will you receive me? Just as religious as he could be. But he failed to have the direct revelation. But Abel, being in favor with God, brought a lamb. Not beautiful. Pulling the little old fellow with a grapevine around his neck up to be killed. He was blading and carrying on. Throwed it up on the rock, took a sharp rock and chopped his little neck until it bled to death. But by faith he did it, having a spiritual revelation of what God required. You get it? Now, when they come off of Mount Transfiguration, Jesus of Nazareth asked his disciples, said, Who does man say that I, the Son of Man, am? And some said, Well, you're Elias. And some say, You're the prophet. He said, But who do you say I am? And Peter, speaking right out, said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Listen, he said, Blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, Jonah, brother, his father, said, For flesh and blood has not revealed this to thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Amen. I say unto thee, Thou art Peter. And upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. Now, the Catholic Church wants to say it was built upon Peter, the little stone. The Protestant Church says it's upon Christ, the cornerstone. But look at the Scriptures. It wasn't upon either. It was upon the spiritual revelation that God gave Peter. 
the same thing he gave Abel at the rock, the altar. He gave Abel spiritual revelation of what the plan of God was. And he gave Peter, not by flesh and blood, not by saying prayers or going to church, but by spiritual revelation. Blessed art thou, Simon, for flesh and blood has not revealed it to thee. But my Father, which is in heaven, has revealed it to you. Upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now you see why we have so many different denominations. You see why we have so much confusion, one believing this and the other believing that? Because the spiritual revealed truth has to come through God alone. The words hid from the eyes of wise and prudent. God said so. And he reveals it to babes such as will learn. So be a baby. Humble yourself and say, oh God, here I am. Just make yourself known to me. I love you. God will reveal himself to you. He'll make himself known. You see it? Notice. Then, when John saw Jesus coming, just an ordinary man, not any different in stature perhaps than the average man, he walked right through the crowds and nobody knew him. Went right through the pool of Bethesda and all around. Sometimes they get to fussing with him, the Pharisees, he just walked out in the crowd. And they couldn't tell him from anybody else. They all wore beards and robes, so they all looked alike. No different. But John, when he was standing preaching, being the forerunner, as a little history of it, maybe true, maybe not, I can't say, but that he was preaching on that day about 11 o'clock and debating with the priest across the river. Anyhow, we know he was at the river baptizing. And he turned and looked, and here come Jesus walking down the hill, coming to the bank of the Jordan. And when John looked, quickly he knew him. He said, Behold the Lamb of God that take away the sins of the world. You get it? Behold means to look up to. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Over in the book of John, he said, I knew him not. He's like any other man. But he that told me in the wilderness to go baptize with water, set upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on the same shall baptize with the Holy Ghost and fire. Amen. Yes, upon whom thou shalt see revelation. John didn't say the audience. John bare record, seeing the Spirit of God. John was anointed. John was given the privilege to introduce him. John was the only one that knew anything about it. For it was given to John alone, and he bare record. Then I saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove. And it went up on him in a voice speaking from this dove, saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear him. Oh, my, there you are. Spiritual revealed truth. Nobody else saw it, for the Scripture doesn't declare it if they did. But John bare record. It was revealed to John as it was revealed to Abel, as it was revealed to Peter, 
as it is revealed to every believer here tonight. Something that you can't, you can't explain it. John couldn't go on all the diagnosis and say, this is the way it was and this is the way it was. He said, I saw the Spirit of God. That settles it. And God told me in the wilderness upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining, the same as he that will baptize with the Holy Ghost and fire, so I know it's him. Amen. That settles it. Notice. There he went into the wilderness for forty days, fasting and praying, came out anointed. See what the Holy Ghost did to him, drove him into the wilderness, away to himself. Every man and woman that's born of the Spirit of God and receives the Holy Spirit, it'll drive you away from your associates. To be alone. Communion, fellowship. In the wilderness. Alone. Then notice, when he came out of the wilderness and began to preach, he had the full revelation for he was deity himself then. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. He had a direct witness. John saw the Spirit. Jesus noted it was to be so because he was called and set aside for that purpose before the foundation of the world. He was the Son of God. That was to take away the sins of the world. And there a visible light in the shape of a dove. What a faith he had. Walked about calmly as persecutors on every side, making fun of him, blasphemer, babbler. His own received him not, but he walked steady, knowing just exactly that God was in him, ordaining his destination. Amen. There you are. Every person that's born to the Spirit of God that knows the Holy Spirit's in you, rest assured, God knows your destination. Walk calmly before Him. Now, that was the beginning of the faith that was first delivered to the saints. Let's see what Jesus did. And then we can have a good conception about what the faith is. Now, he introduced it. John introduced him by a miracle, a sign, or a halo over him in the shape of a dove. And it went up on him. And John heard the Spirit say, Now, everyone, you see this light over, and he goes into him, that will be the Messiah, because that is the sign of the Messiah. Amen. John, to you, that's the sign. You'll see it. But the woman at the well, the sign must have heard that he knew what was in her heart. He said, go get your husband. She said, I don't have any. He said, you said, well, you got fine. And the one you have now is not yours, and thou says, well. She said, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. We know. Oh, my, I like that. We've been taught. We know that when the Messiah cometh, the one that's going to introduce the faith to us, he'll do these things. When Messiah cometh, he'll tell us all things. That I'm he that speaks to you. She left her water pot and run into the city. She had drank from a fountain. That was so much different. She said, come see a man who told me the things of my heart. 
Isn't this the very Messiah? Isn't this what we've been taught? That when Messiah cometh, he'll know these things? Isn't that the sign? That's what John saw. Look what Peter said. He well introduced what the church to the church. Acts the second chapter. He said, You man of Israel, Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you. By what? By signs and wonders and miracles which God did by him in the midst of you all, as you all know. See? There's the thing. God revealed him to you through signs and wonders and miracles. Nicodemus well expressed it. For the Orthodox Church, they knew it. The Jews knew that was the Messiah. But they couldn't accept him because they would lose their social prestige. Jesus came, sat up on the house one night. Nicodemus coming down through the alley. Look at there. Aristocrat coming to a parver. The foxes have dens of birds, nests, the son of man, not a place to lay his head. The age coming to the youth. And when he met him, what was he? A scholar with all kinds of diplomas coming to a man that had no diplomas of this world. And he said, Rabbi, we, the church, the Orthodox, we know you're a teacher coming from God. Because no man could do the miracles that thou doest except God be with him. That's a settled fact. Amen. You see, no man could do the things that you do except God was with him. And we know it. I love that. Well, what did he do? Then we'll find out what kind of faith he introduced. He did not claim to be a great person, but he had a power that people couldn't understand. There was a love about him that everybody longed to be in his knees. But yet he was sharp to speak many times. But yet no matter what he said, people, the common people loved him and stayed with him. And we noticed when he was standing there, one day Philip got saved and went and got Nathaniel and brought him up to him, coming out in the audience, standing out there. Jesus looked around to him and said, Behold an Israelite, in whom there is no God. And he said, Well, when did you know me, Rabbi? He said, Well, before Philip called you when you were under the tree, I saw you. Yeah. The faith that was introduced. When he was at the woman at the well, he told her where her husband was. Who they, how many times she'd been married, rather. And said this was the sign of Messiah. Many things he did like that. Then, that's what he introduced. And when he went away, listen closely now before we call the prayer line. All that clock. <laughs> Many times. When he was here on earth. And before going away, he said, These things that I do, shall you do also. Even more than this shall you do, for I go to my Father. Go ye into all the world, the last commission, the great commission to ever minister. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. What is the gospel? You say it's a word. Not only. Paul said the gospel came not through word only, but through the power 
and the manifestation of the Word by the Holy Ghost. To teach the Word like read a newspaper. When I was landed in India, the Methodist bishop and many of them come out there to meet me. They said, Brother Branham, we've heard of these things. We preach the Word. We know more about theology, perhaps, than all you Americans put together because the Bible is an Eastern book. And that's right. So, but we want to see someone anointed with the Holy Spirit that can make it live again. That's it. We want somebody who can produce what the Bible says it will do. We otherwise, we want to see the faith that was once delivered to the saints. There you are. Now, Jesus didn't go along like a totem pole. Jesus said one time, passing through a group of people, healed a man laying on a pallet, walked away and left the audience. While they asked him, probably questioning him, packing this on the Sabbath day and so forth. And he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing in himself but what the Father doeth. What he shows the Son, the Son does just what the Father says. In other words, I can't do nothing until the Father shows me a vision, then I do what the Father tells me to do. That was the faith that was delivered to the saints. Many seen it. Many believed it. Many disbelieved it. After Jesus had been gone a long time, they brought sick people from all the regions around about and laid them in the streets of Jerusalem that even the shadow of Peter might pass over. There laid the man at the gate called Beautiful where Jesus had passed in and out many times, still laying there lame from his mother's womb. And Jesus had passed through this gate many times. You understand? Then after he was going away, we see what kind of ministry he had. Now after he goes away, he commissioned the church. This is going to shock. So get ready. He commissioned the church to carry the same gospel to the end of the world. These signs shall follow them that believe. Mine, they shall cast out evil spirits. Speak with new tongues. If they should take up a serpent or drink a deadly thing, it should not harm them. They'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Showing in a few words what signs was to follow the believer. And those signs followed all through the apostolic age. Amen. Jesus introduced the faith. The ministers carried it out. For the first hundred years, it was carried to a letter. Then the Lady Ossian Castle was taking place, and then they begin to squirm and squabble about different doctrines and broke it up to now, but it's coming evening time when the prophet said there will be light in the evening. The gospel light showed when it raised under the prophet said there will be a day that will not be day nor night. But in the evening it shall be light. When the sun came upon the eastern people, Two thousand years ago, speaking of both day and night, both twenty-four hour or twelve-hour cycles, a day and night, when the sun began to raise back there on the first church, they had signs and wonders and the very same things that Jesus of Nazareth did. They did also. Peter, they laid in his shadow. Paul, being converted. First he was stiff and haughty, orthodox in his beliefs. Get you? Orthodox. Pulling out traps. That bunch of fanatics, I'll poison them. I'll throw them in jail. Got up on his big steed and started riding down 
on his way to Damascus to put all them holy rollers in jail. Carrying out all that kind of nonsense. Pulling out threats against the church. Saying great things where he is going to do. For he had in his pockets orders from the high priest. That's all he knows. About 11 o'clock one day, he fell off his horse. Now the world said he was an epileptic to begin with. He wasn't. It was the power of Almighty God that made him fall. Years later, he said, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Heavenly vision. Amen. I love it, don't you? Have the faith that was first delivered to the saints. His name was Ananias. He saw visions. And he was praying one day. And the Lord came to him and said, Ananias, go down in the street called Strength, and you'll find one laying there blinded. Said his name Saul. He said, Lord, we fear that man. We hear how he's been. Said, Behold, he prayeth. <laughs> Things is different, man. I done met him. I done fixed him up. Took all the starch out of him, rolled him in the dust a little while, took his passage away. He's going to bear him a message. When his eyes come out of the vision, I can see him rubbing his eyes, going down through the street, down by the city fountain, around over and across the Damascus River, saying, I saw in a vision from God. Said, there it is right there. That's the place. Walked right in where he was at, laid his hands up on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord appeared to you, didn't he, Saul? On your own down here, that saw in the vision. <laughs> and said for me to lay my hands on you, that you'd be healed. Your eyes is going to be open in a few minutes, Saul, and you're going to receive the Holy Ghost. Because God's going to send you out and heal or send nobody without giving them the Holy Ghost first. No denomination to back them up then, they had to go with the Lord. He gives them the Holy Ghost before he sends That's the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Brother Saul, Jesus appeared to you, didn't he? I know I saw a vision. Said yes, and I was. And I said, now the Lord told me it's a vision. It has to happen. I said, Lord, here I am. Lay my hands on him. And the scales fell off his eyes. He arose, I imagine, grabbed in and I for the hand. And down to the bridge they went and was baptized down there in the river Damascus. I'd like to see that meeting. Paul went right straight away. Not to the seminary, but went down in Arabia. And stayed there three years fasting and praying. The Lord would show him what to do. Jesus, when he got the Holy Ghost, hid himself away. Paul, when he got the Holy Ghost, separated himself. And God revealed to him the very same faith. Fourteen years later, he consulted with Peter, found out he preached the same thing. After not seeing him, knowing nothing about it, but he preached the same faith. Out on the sea one night, this apostle Paul, fourteen days and nights, all the hopes that ever be saved was gone. Everybody screaming and crying, not eating. Paul went on the bulkhead of the ship, tossed about waterlogged, ready to sink. Paul was down there preaching, or praying rather, down there praying, and God appeared to him in a vision. He'd come back out on the deck, look, storm or raging as hard as he could go. No moon, no stars, no ship ever sank, everybody screaming every time it went under a wave, it'll be gone this time. Paul said, be of good courage. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. The Bible said, Jesus said himself, he was sent to preach deliverance, to open the prison doors of those who sit in darkness, 
he commissioned the same thing to his church. And here's where they miss it, church. Listen. If you were sitting in prison and you had to die in the morning at 9 o'clock, and they had all the hair shaved off of your head and the big helmet on, your sleeve on the left side pulled up, a big brass band around it over on your right leg, and a man was standing with a switch in his hand to pull the switch, and the first thing you know, somebody run in and said, Don't do it! I got a pardon from the government. The governor of the state pardons him. You don't have to. That man can be happier sitting there with the helmet on his head and brass on his arms than he could be if he's out on the street. Amen. For his pardon is signed. And every man and woman here tonight who can recognize that this is the faith that we're preaching, the faith that you believe for years that was delivered to the saints first that Jesus come to pardon you and taking you out of your prison cells of sickness and sin. Your pardon is freely signed. Christ signed it with his own blood. For he was wounded for our transgressions. With his stripes we're healed. You're free. Where's the sign at the book so? Two thousand years and not one word has ever failed. And after a hundred billion years roll on, she'll still never fail. God once speaks, he can't take it back. I can speak and take it back, so can you, but he once speaks, it's settled forever. You're free. You don't have to be bound up to sin, you don't have to be bound up to sickness no more. That's true. Paul preached the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Now, what have we adopted today? We've adopted other things. We've adopted church membership instead of an upper room. We've adopted theology instead of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We've adopted everything else instead of the thing that God told us to do. Because we have listened to rules and orders of man. But when that gospel light shined in the morning over out on the eastern country, it's been a day that wasn't dark or light. It's been a day hazy. The sun in its power could not be seen. A mixed light. A hazy day. They know the sun was shining, but the clouds just put it out of their sight. People had enough faith to say, yes, Jesus was the Son of God. Oh, he's going way away. We can see enough to believe salvation, but you can't believe all of it. They stop short. Like the prophet. When the, the king come to him to ask him a victory, get a victory over Syria, he put his hand on his arms and said, strike the floor. And he only struck twice. The prophet said, why didn't you strike many times? You come short. God would have given you many victories. And I say this with reverence tonight, church. The church has been striking sharp of what God revealed to them. Striking sharp. They only struck a couple of times. We can be free from sin. That's good. And we can have joy. That's good. But why don't we strike for divine healing? Why don't we strike for the power of God? Why don't we strike for the restoration of the gifts? Why don't we strike that Jesus is the same yesterday and forever? While God's got his hand rested on ours. Let's win the victory over sin and everything that Jesus died to free us from. 
The church is striking short. They just make a little strike, but it don't do no good. If we strike just one time, two times, let's keep striking. Calvary spelt freedom. Calvary. Don't strike short. Everything the Bible says, say it with him. How do you do it? The prophet, the seer, had his hand on him. As long as Christ has got his hand on you in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, keep striking. God's with you. Notice how the Holy Spirit moved. The same today. Paul in his going away said, After I know, after I'm gone, grievous wolves will enter in, not sparing the flock. But listen, Galatians 1.8. Though we are an angel from heaven, would preach any other gospel to you than that which has already been preached, let him be accursed. Amen. Then Jude later said, Beloved, I gave all diligence to write unto you that you might earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. You see what the faith is? If your church teaches that and exercises that, God bless you. If it doesn't, keep praying. Until God comes and vindicates himself, there's a king in the midst of you. Oh, how I'd like to go on right here, but I can't. How I'd like to speak of of the false prophet looking down upon Israel. And he thought, surely that bunch of people all wandering around there in the wilderness like sheep from place to place, he thought, surely God would curse that people. But there was a voice of a king in the midst of them. Balaam couldn't see it. There was a sign among them, a smitten rock and a brass serpent going before them, making an atonement. And so is it with the church of God tonight that the same faith that was once delivered to the saints is being delivered today. The sun rose on the eastern country. They polished their way out of it in theology. It's been a day, it's neither day or night, but the prophet said, in the evening time, where does the sun set? In the west. Where does it rise? In the east. Who was the ones that received the Holy Spirit first, back in the beginning? Who is it? The eastern people, the Jews, Greeks, and so forth. Who is it received in the last day when the sun setting the United States of America is the last of civilization? It'll be light in the evening time. The Holy Spirit here was the same ministry that was delivered to the Lord by the Lord Jesus Christ to his apostles, and she's come through a darkness, but the clouds are clearing back. The same Holy Spirit has come and revealing the same thing. God bless you while we pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of thy beloved child, the Lord Jesus, we thank thee. In Christian words, I know. We just love it for that. No, I guess so, probably so. That's not a Christian's testimony. I know. That's the way we do, Father. We know that Jesus is the Son of God. We know that He is risen from the dead. He lives among us. And He is producing in our midst tonight the faith that was once delivered by Him to the saints. And here He is at the evening time, the setting on the west coast of the world. The same light shining that shone back there at the day, the upper room, when these people received the Holy Spirit. And here it is, the same Holy Ghost falling again today in like manner with the same signs and wonders. Father, we love you. We thank you. 
bless us now. And as I go to minister, as thou hast said, you have led captive, captive, and give gifts unto man, that you would come back and do the same things that you did when you were here. Father, I pray tonight that this audience may leave here tonight saying like those who came from Emmaus at the first resurrection, did not our hearts burn within us because that they knew that it was the same Jesus. He did the same things he did when he was here on earth. And may he reproduce his life tonight in this church through his humble servants that's together together or we ask that in his name. Amen. I promised I wouldn't take very long. I'm sorry. You're just such a lovely group of people. I could just talk all night to you. I love him. Oh, I love him. Now, they've given out some prayer cards, so let's pray for some of the sick folks. If we can bring them, I guess, around this way some way. Can we bring them over here, Brother Joseph, or some way? We can bring them either way you want to. It doesn't matter. Up around this way. All right. In the prayer cards, we want to pray for everyone if we possibly can. Now, I want you to be real reverent, if you will. You have been so nice. Now, if the Lord Jesus will come to this scene tonight. Now, I'm just your brother, a man. But he's still the same Jesus. Do you believe that? Well, if he is the same in power, the same in principle, the same in love, well, he'll live the same, won't he? For he said, I... Well, he promised that he would be with us. He promised he'd be in us, even to the end of the age. Is that right? And then as long as there is a world here standing, to the end of the gospel age, Jesus, the resurrected Lord Jesus, has promised to be with us, in us. God bless you. Now, did you get started from one to five? One to a hundred. All right. Who's got prayer card number one? Raise up your hand. Number one. Prayer card number one. Maybe they stepped out. Who has number two? Some folks left back there. It might have been them. Number two. Did you say one to a hundred? Number three, has prayer card number three here? Prayer card number three? All right. All right, number three, bring the lady over here. Number four, who has prayer card number four? Here, here. Number five? Prayer card number five, raise up your hand somewhere. Right there. Number six? All right, lady. Number seven? Who has prayer card number seven? Would you raise your hand right quick? Prayer card number seven. Is that you back there, lady, with getting up? Prayer card number seven? Raise your hand right quick, everyone who has prayer card number seven. Where is it? Somebody raised their hand back there, pointed to someone up. Is it already up there? Prayer card number seven? Six. Six. Who has prayer card number seven? Raise up your hand. Number eight? Raise up your hand. This lady, you have it. The lady here with the white hat on going out here. 
is see if this lady's got a prayer card eight, would you? She's got a prayer card in her hand. See if that's eight. She's probably deaf. In here. All right. Eight, nine. Who has prayer card nine? You, ten. All right. Just raise your hand right quick so I can see who you are. Prayer card ten. Eleven. Twelve. Thirteen. Fourteen. Fifteen. Sixteen. Seventeen. Eighteen. Nineteen. Twenty. You have you have twenty? All right. That's fine. All right. Now, how many we're getting over there? Doesn't matter how many stands up. Just smile. We don't care. Just you don't get too many on your feet because it takes quite a little time. If the anointing of the Holy Spirit should come in our midst, it goes kind of slow. But we just have to wait and see to see what God will say. We don't know if it doesn't, and I just keep calling the people right on through the line, praying for them. Now, let it be known this: that how many hears me real clear, saying Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. And he himself, not no preacher, not no man of no kind, but Christ himself lives in his church. How many hear me say it? Say amen. Amen. And he is here tonight, promising wherever two or three are gathered, I'll be in their midst. Now, if he is here, he'll show to this audience the same sign that he showed to the Gentile woman at the well of Samaria, or like he did John. There'll be a Messiah sign of the same things Jesus did, he'll do again. If he'll do it, will you go away rejoicing and happy that he is? All right, I'm going to ask you, please don't move around. Now put yourself up here in my place at this moment. Just try to come here. You're welcome to do it if you want to. Come right up. You wouldn't dare unless God had told you to do so because it wouldn't be a moment until you find out something's wrong. See, So will the audience know it. Now, how many out there that wants to be prayed for tonight hasn't got prayer cards, but you want to be prayed for? Raise up your hands just so Jesus can see you. All right, that's fine. All right. Believe with all your heart now. Just have faith in God. Don't doubt All right. Everyone, reverend. Now you be... Now look, when Jesus' faith that was once delivered to the saints, when he stood in the midst of people, if the people were something wrong with them, he could tell it, couldn't he? If somebody touched him with a faith that he knew that they had touched, many of them had intellectual faith one day, coming around from the river, going up from the Galilee. But a woman touched his garment and then ran off in the crowd. She stood out there. Jesus turned around, not knowing who did it, said, who touched me? He asked the question, who touched me? Could you imagine God saying that? Could you imagine a man, a blind prophet, setting up in his own son with a goat skin around him like that, saying, I am Jacob, I am Esau, rather? And he felt him, he said, well, it feels like Esau, but it sounds like Jacob's voice, and blessed him. And the blessing of God rested upon him, and him deceiving a prophet? Could you imagine a man... Returning back with a bloody coat and saying some lines and a beast killed your child out there. And for year after year after year, did that prophet know no different? And the same man in his dying condition sat on a bed and pulled his feet up in the bed and blessed them patriarchs and placed them exactly where they are yet today. 
it. Amen. Jesus said, who touched me? Well, Peter said, Lord, the whole crowd's trying to touch you. He said, yeah, but there's a different touch. He looked around and said, strength's gone out of me. I'm getting weak. I can imagine saying, now look, if he's God, if he's got anything saintly about him, why would he get weak then? That's nonsense. But the Bible said virtue went out, that strength. But I perceive that virtue has gone from me. He looked around over the audience. He's seen the little woman. He said, now not me, not the Father, but thy faith has saved thee. Is that right? Her blood issue had stopped. For she believed it with all of her heart. Now, that's same Jesus. That's the faith that he introduced. And Peter, one time preaching, or Paul, looked down upon a man sitting there crippled, said, I perceive that you have faith to be healed. Stand up on your feet. Peter, another case for him. Ananias, Sapphira, come in. He knew the very secret of their heart. So why is the devil putting your heart to lie against the Holy Ghost? They've done it secretly, but he knew it. Why? Is that the faith that was once delivered to the saints? And the people feared God. Oh, don't let your heart ever become callous, friends, that you don't fear God. May He bless you now. Now we got a few standing in the line, I guess, about 25, huh? What's that? Prayer card number one is it here in the building. Everybody look around. It might be somebody. Look, here's a lady sitting here in a chair. One, two. Or it might be somebody that's uh, deaf. Okay, here, look around. Prayer card number one, two, and seven. Prayer card number one, two, and seven. Would you look around, people, or somebody next to you? Don't let them miss their place if they are in here. All right. It's, if they, it's just, they're missing their place, probably stepped out somewhere. All right, let's bow our heads now. Everyone real quiet. That's right, brother. Oh, God, you don't know how that makes me feel. All things are possible. Just only believe. Our Heavenly Father, as we got bowed heads and hearts before Thee, this is the Sabbath. This is the day of the resurrection. And we've come together today to worship Thee to pay tribute, Lord, and to give blessings to our brother who leaves us tomorrow to go overseas to minister to your children in the lands. Thou said you'd give us the heathens, and we pray that you'll grant it to us. Give a potion to Brother Joseph as he goes. And now, Lord, for this memorial night, the pastor leaving the church Paul preached all night once and then went out and knelt down to the seashore and they hugged his neck. We love one another, Father, with divine love. So we pray, Father dear, tonight that your great presence will be here. That Brother Joseph will go overseas with a fresh vision. He'll go tell those people over there, Oh, the night I left, the Lord Jesus appeared in the midst of the people. And he did the very same things that he did when he was here on earth. Oh, blessed Savior, let thy spirit and thy truth rest upon this little congregation of people. Bless all that's assembled here tonight. And now, Father, take this poor, unworthy servant of yours, anoint with the Holy Spirit, 
May the Lord Jesus manifest himself in great power to the audience this night. And all will believe and go away happily, for we ask it in his name. Amen. Now, if you will, do me a little favor. Everyone just sit real quiet. Watch. And I wish I could tell you with all my heart what this is, but I can't. Right now, something's happened. I, I wish... There's no need of me trying to explain it. There's no need of anybody. You can't do it. But something's taking place. Every spirit in this room seems to be just moving, see? You can feel it. You can tell there's Christian faith here. There's people who believe God. Walk right out tonight. Don't strike short. Strike on. Just keep believing. We're in His presence now. May His blessings come. All right. Brother Joseph is just one of the people. <clears throat> now, the lady standing here, I, I don't know this moment. I guess we are strange to one another. We don't know each other. Lord Jesus knows this woman. I do not. But he knows all about her. His name is knows all about you. Now, I'll talk to this one in just a moment. Now, just listen to this so we can get the audience that are coming through, the people, so we can pray for all of you if possible. Here stands a woman, a total stranger. Never seen her in my life. Now, I made a statement on what? First, the word of the Lord said these things would be done in this day. The next thing, I met an angel who told me to go do it. Then what do I do? Feeling and knowing, can't explain, but something's happened. Something's dropped from up here down here. It's another realm. I cannot explain it. No one else can. But here stands a woman here now that her knowing that we know not one another, I know no more about her than nothing. She perhaps knows no more about me. But we're strangers. But there is a God in heaven. And he knows her and he knows me. And he knows exactly what she's here for. She may be a sinner coming to be saved. Now, I couldn't say her, save her if no matter how much sin she'd done, how much she'd confessed. If she'd sinned against me, I could forgive her. But if she sinned against God, that takes God alone. Now, here's one thing that I can t- introduce to her. If she is a sinner, God has forgiven her if she'll believe it. Is that right? That's all any man could do. If she's sick, I couldn't heal her. But I can tell her by the Bible that Christ healed her when he died at Calvary. Same as he saved her. Is that the gospel? Is that the, well, what was first delivered to the saints? Now, that's the word. Then God went up and gave gifts to man. Now, what does gifts do? Some of them are first apostles. After that, prophets, teachers, evangelists. Is that right? All gifts put in the church. It was in the early church at the beginning. Now it's been dark two years. It's coming out over here in the last days in the western country. Alpha, Omega. Now, if the Holy Spirit is here, invisible person... He knows this woman. He knows me. He can anoint me to tell her and talk to her a few minutes like the man, like the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, and can tell her just exactly what she's here for. 
And the woman said, here was her testimony according to the scriptures. She said, I know that that is the sign of the Messiah. We know when Messiah cometh, but who are you? She said, he said, I am he. Now, I am not he, but I am his minister that declares that he is here like he said he'd be, in us, manifesting himself. The world won't see me no more, but you'll see me. You'll see me, for I'll be with you, even in you, into the world, manifesting, doing the same things that I did on the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, do you understand, everyone? Amen. God bless you now. While I talk with the people along the line, I'll try to hurry. And if God will do it, seems to me, friend, after the Bible saying so, the Holy Spirit here saying the same thing, it's your time to move next. Is that right? Pray. Look this way. Believe. And God bless you till I see you again. Now, lady, being all this, I didn't want to make you publicly stand here. I see your wearing glasses, so that's one thing. Of course, to be wrong, your eyes are bad. But I I don't want you to talk. I want you just to answer me. See? Just to answer me. Now, there's for knowing by all the audience that we're strangers to one another. We do not know one another and nothing about one another as far as I know. Now, Jesus raised from the dead. Did you ever see that little picture that they take in that time had that light above it, you know, that I guess... Have you ever seen that? Now, to me, that's the sign that was given me when I was born. I told it there might be, I can't answer for somebody else's testimony, I have to answer for my own. And then when that appeared, under it was a man. And he was the one who sent me to do this. If it's true coming from God, it'll vindicate itself. Is that right? If it's not, well, it won't. To me, that was a, that was a sign just as pure and then the scientific world took the picture of it. So that makes the scientific world know about it. That makes the church know about it. God's blessings. So aren't we to be happy? The happiest people in the world because Jesus raised from the dead. And share with us. The faith that was once delivered to the saints. And we're continuing for Holding fast by the grace of God. But that is the truth. And God's working with us with signs following. Marvelous, isn't it? What am I doing? Just talking to you. It's like Jesus talked to the woman saying, bring me a drink. What's you talking to her? Because we don't know one another, so there's nothing I could do but just quote scripture to you. Tell you something less God in a supernatural way would show me something about you. And tell me what you're standing there for. Isn't it marvelous? Here you are standing there. I don't know you. don't know me. But we stand here in the presence of God. But he can tell me what you want from him. And if he could tell me what you want from him, then surely you could believe him. If he knows what your heart is, you'd surely think you'd get it. Is that right? You are, of course, I, I won't speak to your eyes, you see, because that is, you see, that, that's something visible can be seen. But now, you're nervous, upset, because you're real weary about something. You're upset about, it's a, I see a, a man, it's some kind of a stiffening in the muscles or something like that. It's a father-in-law or something on that or some close one to you. That is right, some kind of stiffening in the muscles like arthritis or something in the muscles. 
It's a relative of your father-in-law. And then there's a there's someone else I see. It's a bad patient. It's a it's a bad case. It's a case of the doctors. It's a cancer. So I believe he said. Then there's some kind of something like lumps or Hodgkin's Hodgkin's. Here's the woman over here. That's your good daughter. Lay him right there. Go lay your hand on her and take her home. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, let thy mercies rest now upon her request in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you. Have faith. Now, you believe God with all your heart? Faith once delivered to the saints, not my, what God says to you, your faith. Believe now, uh, this, you're the, I see you got a, one of the books in your hand. little book has done a great thing. It's blessed the peoples, the reading thereof. Our Lord is a marvel, isn't he? So wonderful. Now, lady, we're strangers one to another. We don't know each other. Lord Jesus knows us both, doesn't he? He knows us both. Now, this is a perfect of uh, what Jesus said to the woman at the well. Uh, we being the same blood, but of two different races. One of the Anglo-Saxon, the other of the colored race. One white race, the other the colored race. But when we talked to the woman at the well, see, she was a Samaritan. She said, it's not customary for you Jews to ask us Samaritans because the Jews thought they were inferior. They were greater than the Samaritans. See? Racial. But Jesus let her know right quick. God sought those who worshiped in spirit. God by one blood has made all men. The white man, the black man, the yellow man, the brown man has made them all. All for one man, Adam. To that come your father, to that come my father, to that come the fall, to Christ come the redeemer for both of us. That's right, isn't it? Us being strangers here to one another, speaking to each other. Now, I believe the last lady passed through was a white woman. Was that was it right or something or other? I believe it was a white woman. Now, that was to you white people for a sign. Here be to the colored, if God will grant it. May he grant it. Now, if I'm talking to you like our Lord spoke to the woman at the well, then he just talked to her until he found out where her trouble was. Then he told her where her trouble was. Just one thing. She said, go get your husband. She said, don't have any. He said, got five. She said, right quick, that you're a prophet. But we know that Messiah will do those things. Now, if he will turn around and reveal himself through me, his humble servant, to you, you'll believe he's here to grant you your request, won't you? I see a picture standing before me. It's about a... 
a diaphragm. Or, no, it's a colon. A colon condition. That's what you have, a colon condition. You also said a cyst. You have a cyst. And now you're very interested in someone else. And that person's in the hospital. And the woman has cancer. And it's your sister. And then you, you've got a handkerchief for me to pray for. It's in your hand now. But it wasn't in your hand. Recently, when you come, you tuck it out of the letter. It's already back to be sent to take to her. You brought me the handkerchief so I can pray over the handkerchief and give to her. Hand it to me. Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Blessed be the res resurrected Lord Jesus, who's promised these things, and we're alive tonight to see them performed. I bless the one that this handkerchief represents and the one who stands for her. May they be healed in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Lord, his mercy be with you. Amen. You believe? The Son of the Living God. Reverently now, please. I see that light moving. It's standing right in behind this girl sitting here as a baby. I believe that's Miss Sims's girl. I'm not. It's standing over a man. The man's from out of town. He's from Minnesota. You got a chest trouble, haven't you, sir? That's right. This is about your first time you ever being in my meetings. That's right, isn't it? <laughs> I'm a stranger to you. Never, we ever seen each other. That's true. Archer, going home now to be well, sir. Your face made you well. Praise the Lord. sitting right back there, right straight where I point my finger. Second woman sitting in, looking around sideways. She's suffering with epilepsy. I see that she falls. You want to be healed, lady? Stand up and accept your healing now. May the Lord Jesus, at this time it's gone from you. A dark circle is hanging over you, but it's gone now. Go home rejoicing. May it never come again is my prayer. See what I mean? Have peace. Believe the Lord Jesus, who is the Son of God. You believe, lady? You believe God with all your heart? I don't know you, but He does. If God will let me know what you're there for, will you believe? had an affliction for a long time, much younger, much lighter at that time. And the affliction is unseen. It's in the nose. It's gross in your nose. And it's gotten this condition till it, you've lost the sense of smell. You can't smell. That's true. You believe Jesus healed you? 
Here's the way you believe it. If I lay my hands on you. Come here. Your heavenly Father, in obedience to the commandments of our Lord, I lay my hands upon this sister and rebuke this demon. In the name of Jesus Christ, may it come out from her and go. May she be made well. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, sister. Oh, you're believing, sister, with all your heart, I, a stranger to you, God only knows. You've got someone you're praying for. You yourself are real nervous. That's what you're suffering from. Got a nervous condition. Cause you to be upset. I see you worried about, is it a boy with one eye and a girl? And I see that girl is before a doctor, and that doctor has set a time for an operation for that girl. And that comes up in this month of May, next week on Thursday, for the operation. You believe? Almighty God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, grant the blessing that fits us and may thy omnipotent power present now be healed. May it be granted to Jesus' name. Amen. God bless. Have mercy, God, my friend. Oh, my. How wonderful. Heart trouble is nothing for our Lord to heal, is it? You believe he'll heal then? Had a kidney trouble too, didn't you? It's gone from you now. Amen. <laughs> You believe God could heal that girl? Make her well? <laughs> She's 19 years old now. She's got the mind, the doctor said, of a child about four years old. But you believe that she'll be made well. Give me your handkerchief. God, in the name of the Lord Jesus, grant the request of this woman. In Jesus' name. Satan, turn that child loose. By faith. We adjure thee in the name of the living God, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, that you turn her loose. God bless you, sister. Come, lady. You believe God would heal that female trouble for you and make you well? You believe it with all your heart? You accept it now? Satan, come away from the woman. We adjure thee by Jesus, living God. Leave her. Amen. Turn down. Believe. When you were sitting down here in front of me a while ago, all of a sudden while I was preaching, you had a real strange feeling come to you. You kind of leaned your head backward. And when you did, God healed you. That back trouble you got. Now you can go on your own and rejoice. Come. 
sister, there's only one hope for that tumor, and that's through Jesus Christ, you believe. And dear Heavenly Father, laying hands upon him, asking that God in heaven will rebuke this devil. God, Jesus, poor little woman has tried to brace out there with pain. Seemingly, she just can't appropriate it. But I'm joining my faith with her and with this whole audience now. We believe Jesus died and rose again. Satan, we condemn you. We claim our life in Jesus Christ's name. Please now with all your heart. Amen. That's a good way to get your healing. You hear me all right now. Also, your arthritis is gone. Your hearing aids out. You're well, so you can go home rejoicing. Let's say praise the Lord. All right, lady. When I spoke to that woman sitting right there about her back trouble, yours left at the same time. Oh, you're healed too. Let's say praise the Lord. Heart trouble so easy for God to heal and make well. You believe that, don't you? Amen. <laughs> Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, I condemn the demons that bound these my sisters. Come out, thou demon, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lead the way. Amen. Now go rejoicing and happy. Say and thanks be to God. Are you believing? Have faith if you believe. Jesus said all things are possible. You believe that, sir, with your hands folded and believe that God will take that low blood pressure away from you and make you a real well man? You believe it? You accept it? Then stand on your feet and say, Jesus, I believe you. Amen. That's the way to do it. Isn't he wonderful? I know you, sir, don't know your name sitting there with the check of town. Will you do me a favor? With all, you believe with all your heart? Lay your hands over on the woman sitting next to you there. That Jesus will make her well with that arthritis and make her go home well. Heavenly Father, I pray that in Jesus' name that you'll heal that woman sitting there that thou hast shown in this vision. May she go home and be crippled up no more. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, I love him. You believe? Why did you think you could get rid of it too the same time I prayed for her? Amen. Go as you have believed and received. Let's say praise the Lord. Oh, isn't he wonderful? This little lady sitting here with a purple dress on, sitting there suffering with a back trouble. You, you believe that Jesus healed you? That's, doesn't it feel different right now? Wave your hand. Stand up and wave your hand. If that's right, stand up again and raise your hand. Move your back back and forth. There you are. It's all gone, see? See, your faith did it. Hallelujah. Oh, I love him. What do you think, down of that double rupture? You believe God will make you well, sir? All right. You can have it if you believe it. Amen. God is wonderful. What do you think, sitting there with that trouble with your knees? You believe God will make you well? You believe it? Stand up on your feet. Raise your knees up and down. Jesus Christ makes you well. Amen. Here he is. Perfect miracle. 
His faith did it. Hallelujah. Lay your hand over on the lady next to you there so she can be healed with arthritis. Amen. All right, lady, stand on your feet. Jesus Christ healed you. There you are. It's gone. Now you lay your hand on the lady next to you there with eye trouble. It's going blind with hardening of the eyeballs. One right on the other side of you. The other lady sitting there. Believe with all your heart, lady. Amen. Believe it and you can have it. Hallelujah. The Lord Jesus is here. You believe it? Let's stand, every one of us, right now to our feet. Let's raise our hands. Let's give him praise. Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, the Son of God, I bless these handkerchiefs. I bless these people just now. May the Holy Ghost make every one of them well. I condemn the devil. The faith that was once delivered to the saints is yet, and the people screamed out and give God praise. Folks, you are delivered. The faith that was delivered to the saints has been brought to you. You're free. The door is open. Claim your God-given victory. Amen. In Jesus' name.